0: liftoff
1: blog talk radio
0: You, Mr. and Mrs. America, and all the ships at to sea. Today is Sunday, February 7th, in the year of our Lord, say it with me now, Anno Domini 2021. I am Dave Horner, your co host, your deacon, your chief cook and bottle washer, and gopher, you know, go for this, go for that. And I'm immensely proud to serve in any capacity. Now, please join me in welcoming our host, our um, pastor. Our chaplain, a man who told me the other day that he'd just seen a gulp. A gulp, I said, what's that? And he says, oh, they're like a swallow, only bigger. Ladies and gentlemen, Chaplain Bill Herman. (laughs)
2: Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Uh, No, tonight is not the Lord's Supper, although we had originally Mm -hmm. planned that maybe tonight would be the uh, Lord's Supper online communion and all of that. I've had to reschedule that because of pressing matters until next Sunday. Next Sunday, we'll we'll have the Lord's Supper. So uh, for some folks, they'll be happy. And uh, for others, maybe you'll be a little disappointed. I'm sorry. But uh, we have to go, you know, (laughs) by the Lord's leading here. And this is the Lord's leading. (laughs) I uh, want to thank everybody for being here tonight on this. Like Dave said, the 7th of February. And uh, the month is just marching right along, isn't it? We, What happened to January? That's what a lot of people are wondering. What happened to January? And uh, can you believe it's been over six weeks since Christmas? I mean, <laughs> wow. And... Uh, much happening so much happening last week we talked about I touched on some uh, asking for prayer for some changes coming to Berean Bible Chapel and there's going to be some significant changes and uh, it's, it's going to touch most of the, uh, the changes are going to hopefully prayerfully I'm ask, still asking for prayer that there'll be prayer concerning the changes uh, and our focus and emphasis uh, as we look at these things and uh, our staff has a meeting scheduled for the 20th of February which is not long off at all which is not long away from us a mere 13 days away (laughs) we're having a staff meeting on it and after the staff meeting, we're going to uh, be implementing a lot of those changes uh, immediately and post haste. I just want everyone to know that changes are designed to uh, glorify God and to uh, uh, break what I frankly see as a status quo that has happened and and for whatever reason. Uh, none of us are called to the status quo. None of us are... Uh, none of us. And this is a ministry, and we've... And it's going to uh, conduct and operate itself as such. Part of that ministry is by going back to our our basic... Uh, the basic reason we gather together here, and Included in that consideration is the matter of prayer. And so, uh, when I ask for prayer, beloved, when you see the prayer request, we, you know, we want to bring these prayer requests, spoken and unspoken, where you see them in Berean. You can see them in Berean Bible Chapel. This is the Berean Bible Chapel blog talk radio broadcast and you see the uh prayer request and we cannot function as a fellowship without prayer. Prayer is a, a uh cornerstone of this ministry. It is a cornerstone of this ministry and we will uh we will do everything we can to pr- keep that cornerstone in place. And, and there's just no other, there's uh so many needs standing in the need of prayer right now. And so uh, Dave and I invite you tonight in this first hour. If you have a prayer request, you can see where everyone's gathered in Berean. And you can please, please include these uh, prayer requests. Please include your prayer request if you want to share them. Maybe you have a answer to prayer and uh you would like to share that with the fellowship. Our number to call in, the guest line, you can call in. We'll be Dave and I will be happy to put you on the uh yeah. studio mic microphone, which is essentially your cell phone by the way, if you call mm-hmm. in. And that is 347-996-5867. Uh, 347-996-5867. 9, 9, 9, 9, and, and if you feel led of the Lord uh, to share something, uh, you can either ask in the Moran uh, Bible Chapel. You can ask and Dave will clue me in, I can't see the berean page because I'm monitoring the studio and all the levels and all the you know uh things behind the scenes of this broadcast, but uh they will let me know and then if I see your your number pop up uh in the studio, I will definitely put you on the air if you want to share something. And that was that's through the guest call in line three four seven nine nine six five eight six seven. And uh, you know Dave and I always have an open mic extended to anyone who wants to participate uh, on an interactive basis in this broadcast. It's not just me and Dave. <laughs> and uh, sometimes the Lord the Lord has used other people in the past. To, uh, You know Enhance and amplify Our gathering here Together in Jesus name mm-hmm. So we're back To the prairie quest and we're back to The uh, reason we're here And uh, to worship The Lord God Almighty God our Father in heaven Our Lord Jesus Christ in spirit And in truth in the power Of the Holy Spirit and in the uh, And in the Uh mm-hmm. uh truth of god's word and the truth found in our lord jesus christ that's why we're here that's what this ministry is all about lifting up the testimony of jesus lifting up the testimony of the word of god and so uh you know we are uh we are here to serve the lord jesus and uh we're here to pray. There are so many people going through fiery trials and, and testings. So many people uh, who are being tested. My heart went out yesterday. Our sister in Christ in Colorado, her and her husband, going through an incredible, intense fiery trial. And uh, if you knew half, just half of the details, you'd like me, would be in tears with them and then on my knees in prayer for them. So I ask you to pray for Linda Dennis Dodd in Colorado. Our sister in Christ, Gina, Gina Mundello, lives in Pensacola, Florida, going through a kidney failure. She needs a transplant. She needs a transplant or or uh she'll be on dialysis the rest of her life. <laughs> we are uh we are very very much aware of her suffering and affliction and pain.
3: And uh
2: you will see a post on my timeline in the next few days where um we're going to uh share some of what's needed for, for Gina. In in the sense that she needs a transplant mo- first and foremost, she's uh, like number ten thousand on a on a list of uh, thousand seeking tra- kidney transplant. But uh, we're trusting God. Gina Gina knows her limitations. She knows what she can do. She's uh, She's adapted to the dialysis and everything she goes through, but she is in pain, suffering, and affliction. She's in uh, dire straits. She has someone to help her if she has a transplant. If one does, is provided and, and maybe somebody steps forth and says, I'll give a kidney, and, you know, this is... This is one of the things that we're looking at for Gina. We're praying for God's will in this matter, and so, uh, you know, we're here. We're here to pray for the prayer requests, you know, especially Mm -hmm. those going like like Gina going through fiery trials. We're praying for the family of Linda Jones, our sister in Christ. She was the widow of Chris Jones He died of cancer She had a massive heart attack In the hospital and ICU And it is the heart attack That that, uh, has taken Linda to heaven But she has a son, Ronnie Who also was on dialysis Linda was on dialysis And had kidney failure and, And then a lot of a lot of medical issues. But she was trusted the Lord and she trusted the Lord from the very day that Chris went to be with the Lord. And uh she never complained. She never she was she ministered to lots and lots of people. She touched so many lives. Linda did. And she was a precious saint. And our hearts are uh in one sense broken that she has died but and gone to be with the Lord but we're rejoicing that she's no longer in pain and affliction she's with Jesus she's with our Lord Jesus but we're still praying for her family we're praying for her her grandchild and we're praying for her son who has serious problems with his dialysis and uh, his uh, uh Diabetes and all of that, and there's so much going on in that family, so we're praying. for His name is Ronnie, if you would please pray for Ronnie, and the family and friends of Linda Jones. There's uh, many, many prayer requests. Our sister, Jamie Lynn Crawford Webb, please pray for Jamie. Please pray for her family. Her mother, Jamie's father, is uh, being attended by family and hospice. Her father, it appears, may be near to going to be with Jesus himself. Uh-huh. And uh, Jamie's mother has has just walked through. Uh, With Jamie going, when Jamie going through cancer, chemo, radiation, recovering from cancer, slow recovery. And uh, Jamie's going to be dealing with stuff the rest of her life, but her mother is dealing with uh, so much on her plate. Her name is Mary Cleek Crawford. We ask you to pray for Mary. We ask you to lift her up in prayer, lift Jamie's daddy up in prayer uh, he's he's semi coherent hmm. excuse me, he has moments of lucidity, and there's other times when he seems to be speaking from uh bygone days when he's talking about people you know. I understand. He he said, just to give you an insight into the what's going on is he he they asked him you know how are you dad how how is things he says well I just got back from fishing with my friend and then he named the guy's name and that gentleman died over a year ago hmm. and as far as Jamie's dad was considered, he had just got back from fishing with him. So wow. there's moments of incoherence and there's other moments of uh, uh, lucid- lucidity, like, you know, and he's deeply as concerned about Jamie. He's always asking, where's Jamie? How's she doing? You know, and that kind of thing. And when they tell him and then 10 minutes later, he forgets. So it's part of that onset Alzheimer's dementia problem he's struggling with, and it's also the uh, the physical pain and suffering he's going through. So we are going to lift up uh, Jamie's dad in prayer. And as far as Jamie herself goes, uh, we're praying about the uh, variants they found under her tongue we're praying it's not cancerous it's not anything of that nature that it's just part and parcel of all the radiation that she went through uh Jamie uh has asked us to pray that God will give her back her taste buds and her ability to taste food and all of that and uh slowly little by little she's coming back uh to a sense of normality but Jamie's still going to be faced you know with cancer tests and scans and all of the rest of that for the rest of her life and right now she's just trying to recover from the radiation and the chemotherapy and the radiation effect it's had on her throat and her tongue and and her ability to even swallow she doesn't she doesn't have saliva like we do now that those glands were destroyed in the radiation so she's constantly drinking water and she's constantly trying to keep herself hydrated enough and uh, she even shared with me that sometimes at late in the evening early in the morning she's up and having to drink water because if she didn't she would uh, get a choking gagging sensation and so these are just this is just a little bit of the insight into you know and so many of others are going through cancer our sister in Australia uh, Lisa Klinecki we've been praying for Lisa we're still lifting up Lisa in prayer our sister in Christ Janice Klein Proctor we're praying for Janice Klein Proctor We're praying for the other sisters in Christ in Berea. Our sister in Christ, Nancy Mako. A lot of people have been praying for Nancy Mako. She lives in New York, New York uh, City, one of the boroughs in New York City. She's uh, she asked for prayer. She was afraid some things were going to happen to her that she has uh, inadvertently done things that you know. She would be brought into account for But God spared her All that And uh, it's been It's been Addressed we'll put it that way And we're trusting God for the outcome For Nancy Mako I want to tell you when somebody's Going through the trials that Nancy's gone Through and she has gone through trials Is sometimes It can be very depressing It can be filled with despair And 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 uh we're going to we're going to be here for those folks like Nancy who need prayer to walk through depression you know and despair and all or i'm i'm not going to uh criticize somebody for being depressed depression and despair all of us have suffered from despair despair and depression some of us are stronger and some of us are uh, more uh Uh, able to adapt into situations and circumstances but others aren't and one of the things I want to communicate in Berean Bible Chapel as pastor is that I, I really invite the members who are struggling to contact me I will listen to you I will pray for you I will pray with you I will do everything I can to help you share scriptures and verses. I'll send you books. I I I am completely open to doing anything and everything I can to help the brethren the brethren in Christ. The emphasis of this ministry is people. It's going to be the members. We're here to we're here to love and serve one another. It's simple as that. Jesus teaches us in the gospels, that's why we're here. Yep. And that's what we're going to do in every member matters. I'm gonna say that. Every member matters. Nobody is okay. less and nobody is more important or more prioritized than anyone else. This this mindset that uh, devalues the membership uh it's, it's got to be literally cut away from this fellowship because uh, Jesus raised up this fellowship to reach to pe- the people who are hurting and walking through trials who need to be uh, in, in a strong biblical fellowship. And a lot of you, a lot of you have been hurt and injured and wounded in the past. You've been you've been uh some of you have shared stories of of some atrocious treatment, I'll put it that way, from so called spiritual leadership. And we're we're not that group of people. I want Berean to be viewed as Marianne Lansky Bunjavic, who's in heaven, said on many an occasion, and I've heard Dave say it too. Korean is a place where we uh, find safe haven. It's a, it's a refuge, and I want to I just want to make it clear as we pray for all these prayer requests that uh, every one of you are valued, every one of you are precious, every one of you without exception. We're not going to impose litmus tests on people for their faith. I want everyone to have the ability to speak freely, to speak openly, and to be able to speak from their heart without fear of retribution or recrimination or rebuke or reprimand. That's not going to happen here. It's just not going to happen here. And uh, part of the changes you'll see, part of the changes you will see is a more active role on my part and the part of uh, Dave and Brian as our deacons. We're going to be we're going to be we're going to be praying for, for you guys and gals so much, you know, and we want. We want you to be able to share your faith and not be afraid to do so. We don't want you to apologize because you're not engaged in a post and discussions seven hours a day, seven days a week, you know. We don't we don't expect we're not gonna impose limitations or expectations on people. You know? We're here. We're here as a ministry. Ministry means to minister to, not to demand of. And that's part of the changes you're going to see, beloved. And uh, we're, we're here. We're, going, we're, we're not going anywhere. We're here. And the fellowship is going to – we're going to do what we can to glorify our Lord Jesus Christ and to uh, comfort and to love. And to love on, and to uh, <laughs> do it, you know, fervently in prayer, you know, and in fervent love with for for one another and for each other, because you know the day's going to come, you know, the day may come when, uh, what if the Lord took me home, you know, if Barrington's not going to fall apart because Chappie went to be with Jesus. If that day ever comes, I want to. Uh, I want to know before that day ever comes that Dave and Brian will see to the ministry. That okay. that the that the ministry itself will continue because it is not of Bill Herman; it's of Jesus Christ. Amen. And you know, uh, I don't know how else I can. I can uh, say this, I'll share in just a little bit, uh, a short devotional I have uh, prepared, and I'm just going to leave it with you. I'm not going to have a mini-sermon in the middle of a devotional, but I'm going to speak freely from my heart. And so uh, you'll understand where I'm coming from. But back to the prayer, the prayer request. We are praying. Your prayer requests that you post matter. Those fighting this disease, this coronavirus and all of the rest of it. Those who are sick with cancer. Those who have recovering from cancer. Those who have lung problems. And uh, like Cheryl Pixley-Johnson, who can barely function, you know, after her massive heart attack and she's recovered, but she's uh, very Uh, fatigue ridden and struggles about breathing and is uh, a precious, precious sister in Christ who's a prayer warrior. And I've talked with her and cried with her and and prayed with her and listened to her. And, you know, she's, even though she's staffed, He's still a member and we're appreciative of all who serve the Lord here and we're yeah. grateful for all the service that everyone gives for Jesus here.
3: But we're
2: going to uh, have prayer now and I just want everyone to know that uh, your prairie quest matter, you matter, you know. We hear all about blue lives matter, black lives matter, uh, you know, you've heard it all. But in a context of this fellowship, you matter, period. You member matters, every member Matters your prayer requests, matter your families, matter your loved ones, matter you, matter, and so with that said, let's go to prayer, Father God in heaven. We thank you for this time now, we thank you for the opportunity that we have, Lord, to come before your throne of grace and bring our prayer requests to you. There's so many, Lord. We, if I tried listing them, Lord, it would be, it would be difficult because uh, I would inav- inadvertently leave somebody out, and I don't want to leave anybody behind. So we commit all of the prayer requests, spoken and unspoken, before You, Lord, before Your throne of grace. And Lord, we ask You to. Hear our cry, hear our prayer request, Lord, your struggles, those who need provision, those who those who are hurting, physically hurting and pain, suffering, and affliction, we pray in for every single prayer request, Jamie's daddy, we pray for him, Jamie's mother, we pray for her. Amy herself, her children, her grandchildren. We pray for them, Lord. We are praying for the family of Linda Jones, Lord. The friends. We pray for Ronnie and 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 the uh, granddaughter and 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 the rest of the family, Lord. We pray for them. We pray for her friends who are grieving. And Lord, we thank you for her testimony, who she was, and she stood up for you Lord and she reached out to people who were hurting when she was struggling herself and how she told me on more than one occasion that reaching out to others in the middle of her pain is what got her through her pain Lord these are lessons you teach us through others you teach me as a pastor Lord And, Father God, you know the needs of this fellowship. You know the needs. From the membership to the staff to every aspect of this fellowship, Lord, you know the needs that are there. And we pray for your will. We pray for the changes that are are coming. We pray, Lord, that they will be used to your glory. Mm -hmm that we will glorify you, Father, and our Lord Jesus Christ, and that we will truly serve one another and be there for one another and lift each other up and not tear each other down, and that we will glorify you, Lord, and Jesus would be seen in us. Oh, Lord, You promised never to leave us or forsake us And so we we know when we gather in your name As we have and are doing right now You're here in our midst, Lord Help us, Lord, to be conscious of the fact That you're here in our midst It's not just an idea or concept It's a reality, Lord Lord Jesus, we just thank you for your word That we can go to and find comfort and strength Answers to questions And Lord, we just thank you for this ministry We thank you for those we minister to All these spoken and unspoken prayer requests We commit to you, Lord And we give you the praise and the honor
0: Boot, but they didn't say that that um, that means I'm to get up and walk all the time. I'm really only supposed to to walk as tolerated and uh, to put as little weight on this leg as is humanly possible. And I've been doing uh, pretty good with that, and uh, it's starting to. Uh, I can feel it. You can tell it's starting to heal because uh, ninety nine ninety about ninety percent of the swelling is gone, and uh, it's still swollen right over the the fibula on the. Uh, the outside part of my leg and um i've got some uh, i got some bruised bones in my foot that are taking their time about healing and, and uh i had i did cut my leg in a couple of places and they're pretty uh they were, they were like like medium grade cuts they uh you know cut deep enough to to bleed um for a good little while but not so much that you know you're you're bleeding out so that was good um, been uh going to see the doctors at Low Country Orthopedics, they're a bunch of cool folks and, and they've been a real big help and uh I uh I uh been praying, you know, praising God for that I have them and they're just a bunch of wonderful people and, and they've surely helped me a great deal and uh you know the the foot's doing better. I can I can uh hit the boot on things, you know, accidentally. And uh, I don't have no longer have the pain shooting up, you know, from my ankle to my brain. Uh, it hurts, but it was, it's more like an ache, and then a uh, sharp pain anymore. So I'm very optimistic that I'm going to recover
2: from this thing all right. So uh, let me ask you this: uh, uh-huh. when you uh, when you saw the crack, what did you think? You
0: know, that's right. No. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I um I said, Okay, this is it, they're gonna put me in a cast. I uh better, you know, mentally prepare myself. I've I've never ever broken a bone in my whole life. And that that's pretty re- remarkable considering some of the stuff I used to do on my bicycle as a kid. But I've been fortunate, you know, I've I've taken some hard hits and some hard falls. But uh, this is the first time I've uh, Fractured a bone, and it's a whole new experience for me. All right, but, uh, like I said, it, I'm getting through it all right.
2: That's amazing considering the, all the surgeries you've had on your back. Indeed, I mean, great stuff! Wow, <clears throat> wow. <clears throat> well, lots of people yeah. they asked me whenever I talked to even some of those going through stuff, they would ask me, How's Dave doing? and uh. So many were praying for you brother And we're so glad it wasn't worse than it was I mean When you told oh, me your foot went through the When you told me your foot went through the floor All the way up to your hip Almost to your hip I was like Oh my goodness gracious <sighs> you're, you're very fortunate it You didn't like Have the wood come in there And impale you I mean good heavens
0: Oh yeah that, that would hurt Oh and by the way it wasn't one foot that went through; it was both feet, and I went it up to my belly.
2: So you could have conceivably, you could have conceivably injured both feet, you know. Yeah. It, and that shows God's grace right there that you didn't, because then you'd be like completely immobilized if you had. Oh yeah, it God gets all both, the credit on both, this one. Wow. Wow okay, it's 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 uh, I just was curious, and I know others were curious about what you're going through. <laughs> they appreciate oh, you, you posting the update, they appreciate you posting the updates in Brian because it helps them when they pray for you to know what to pray. I and, appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all right, uh, devotion time. Let's see, before I play another hymn. And we're coming up on the preaching hour, so this is going to be a short devotion. It's I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read it. It's uh, one of my favorites, and it's very much uh, deals with living with each other as Christians. Dave kind of put a bug in my ear about this uh, when we were talking uh, this week, and uh, one of the things uh, was about you know, interacting with each other and, and and how we view each other and all of that. So it's called Living with God's people and it's it starts out with a poem and it says this To walk in love with saints above, oh that will be glory. To walk below with saints we know now that's another story. <laughs> and, and uh no truer poem has ever been written. <laughs> the person, the person who wrote this poem, obviously was is an astute observer of God's children. Mm-hmm. The Christian life is always easier to study than it is to practice. And boy, if that if that isn't a true statement, I uh, I don't know what is. If all we ever had to do was to affirm that it's good to love our enemies, we would all yeah. be spiritual giants. Isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm. But when God asks us to love one of our real enemies, mm-hmm. that's when all the theories fly right out the window. Because mm-hmm. it does. It takes God's grace to to to, uh, to love uh what's the old adage i don't have to i don't have to love you excuse me, I don't have to like you I love you mm-hmm. <laughs> but that, it's actually the exact opposite from god's standpoint he get yeah. he 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 has us meet people to like them and then teaches us to love them yeah. and loving loving each other is why Christ makes it such an imperative upon us, you know, where Jesus says, you know, if you love one another, everybody's gonna know you're my disciple. Uh-huh. You know? He tells us to love each other as he loves us. Yeah. You know, it's 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 uh it's incumbent on us as believers to understand what that means. Why why Jesus is considers it so important, and it is important where Jesus says that that he says it's a new commandment I give you I give unto you that you love one another. Now that statement that Jesus says I give unto you that means it's not just for Chappie to do; it's an individual command he gives each and every one of us. Okay. Yeah, everybody expects everybody expects the pastor to love, you know, the members of the church. But we're supposed to individually love each other too. And, and I mean truly love each other. And that's what Jesus is ta- talking about. The new commandment he gives us, he gives unto us. In other words, it's an individual gift to each and every one of us. Jesus says that you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. He, he repeats himself in the middle of emphasizing the issue. It's his love that we're transmitting. If we really love Jesus, we have to love each other. That's why the, uh, the author, uh, John the Apostle, in, in his epistle says, you Don't tell me you love each other when you hate someone. Don't tell me you love Jesus. When you turn around and say, and, and oh, I detest that person, or I have a grudge against that person, or I won't forgive that person. And Jesus says, how, you know, how do you, why, do you call, why do you call me Lord when you don't even do the things I, I, I tell you to do? And the, the primary thing Jesus tells the church to do is to love each other. Go search the scriptures and you'll see it's the truth. In the context of a church we we it's, it's all about Christ and Christ is all about love. He's all about truth, he's all about doctrine, he's all about sound doctrine, he's all about devotion to God's word, he's all about all those things, but it's all it's all just it rests on that foundation which is his love and the love he 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 shows us so there learning to live in harmony with other believers believers is an essential part of being a christian listen to this next statement this is one of my favorites in the whole devotional and why it might show you it is my favorite devotional it's because god does not call us to be lone ranger christians Mm. Uh, Let me say that again. God does not call us to be Lone Ranger Christians. Now, will there be times when when we stand alone? Yes, there will be times when we stand alone and choices will have to be made. And we make them not because we're a Lone Ranger Christian, but because we are standing with Christ and standing with God's word. But in the matter of of loving each other, God doesn't call us to love each other as Lone Ranger Christians. He wants us to work together, to love each other, to understand each other. He commands us to love one another, to forgive those believers when they sin against us. Oh, boy hard to love somebody when you're just I refuse to forgive you the greatest act of love you can give anybody is to forgive them because that was the greatest act that God ever gave us was forgiveness and he forgives us because he loves us we love him the Bible says because he first loved us he commands us to love one another, to forgive fellow believers when they sin against us. He instructs us to love even those who seem unlovable. They ask P- Peter, ask Jesus, Lord, how many times do I got to forgive this guy? And Jesus says, Peter says, seven times, Lord. In other words, seven, seven days a week, seven hours a day. Seven days a week, is that it, Lord? Is it seven times, Lord? And Jesus says, 70 times seven.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Not ne- necessarily 600 or 290 or 690 times, You and then that's the limit. No, he means indefinitely. You never stop loving. Mm-hmm. You never stop forgiving. Because p- understand it. Those who are unlovable need love the most. They need to see the love. I remember when I was first saved, and there was this guy who used to, he was like a bully, and I witnessed to him. And uh, he was probably the most unlovable, gruff, grumpy I mean, I'm talking acrid, uh, acrimony, you name it. I mean, name the, name the adver- adverse, unlovable traits that he had. And, they, and it was, you'd look in the dictionary, it would say, see this guy, you know. But when I showed him love in Christ and I tried to show the love that I had for him in Christ, He changed He became Lovable That wasn't because anything I did It was because What Christ told me to do And if you Listen to Jesus nine times out Of ten you're going to come out on the Winning side of the situation and Circumstance Yeah Especially when it comes to loving Loving people in the church even those who are unlovable. That is God's intention for the church. He wants the whole world to come to him in faith, right? He wants the whole world to accept Jesus as Savior. That's what God wants, God the Father wants. And Jesus says, look, if I'm lifted up, I'm going to draw people unto me. That's God's intention, but it's only possible when you do it in love. The church is a place where Christians work together, pray together. They meet each other's needs. They carry each other's burdens. You can't do that unless you love somebody. Mm-hmm. You can't do that unless you love somebody. Oh, wow. I tell I tell folks in Berean, you can call me. It doesn't matter day or night. What It doesn't matter what hour. I've had people call me in the dead of night. Early in the er, I'm talking early in the morning. I've had people see me online at four o'clock in the morning, when most people are sleeping, because a few hours earlier I was up with somebody and we were talking and pr- and I was praying and listening. Oh, God. You do that because you love, because Jesus says, "Hey." These people need love; they need to see some love. They need to be loved on. you ever had that yeah. heard that I know you heard that oh my gran- my granny loved on me all the time and who-, and who did you think about all the time? Your granny? who did you think about who who could you rely upon? the one who loved you the most? That's who you gravitate to. Because that's what God puts in our hearts and he puts in our lives. Yes, we Christians here, we work together. We we meet each other's needs. We carry each other's burdens. We pray together. We study the Bible together. We learn together in this church fellowship, in this chapel, we learn how to be Christian, truly Christian, Christ-like. And you've heard me, and, and you'll hear me until it's, it's blue in the face, until all the cows come home, until, until Dave is walking without a boot, you're going to hear me talk about love. You're going to hear it. It's never going to stop. I'm never going to compromise on it because it's a, such an essential part of this fellowship. And why is that? Why is love so desperately needed? Why should we have that? When you think about a church member, a chapel member, you've got to think in the context that you love them. Mm -hmm. You love them. Because love, love reveals something. The church isn't perfect because its members aren't perfect. But love is God's way. My, God's word says, your ways are not my ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts, God says to us. We meet people, we like them. Oh, they're nice people, I like them. I like Mylon, I like Sophie. I like Dave, I like Quinn, but God, he does something marvelous. Dave will tell you this, so will Dave's wife. We, we were friends in a totally different context and setting than right now. We've been friends for decades, and here's something: when we, God brought us all together and let our lives intersect, God did it from the aspect of loving. He loves us. Put these people in your life; you're gonna love. They're gonna love on you. They're gonna mm-hmm. love on you when you need to be loved. They're gonna love on you when a situation. Call- crops up and you need someone to be there for you that's who God's going to supply and it's not going to be some perfect christian and a, some perfect person because there aren't no perfect people right the lord jesus he what does he say nevertheless jesus says be ye perfect as your father in heaven is perfect and god is perfect love God is perfect love. And that's God's way. God's way is to love. No Lone Ranger Christians here. There's no Tonto going to come out. There's no Tonto going to come along and, and, and untie the Lone Ranger Christians. None of us are an island. We all might be stranded on an island together. But in those situations, instead of circumstances, we need love to get us through. I think of my sister in Christ, Jamie Lynn Crawford, Webb, fighting cancer, doing the chemotherapy. Every day. You think she wanted to go do the chemotherapy? Do you think she wanted to sit there and put that mask on and, and 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 have that radiation burning through her? Do you think she wanted to do that? Do you, do you think that was enjoyable? What was it that What was it that provoked Jamie to do that? What was it that made her come back day after day, week after week, hour after hour? The love she had for her children and grandchildren, the love she had for her mom and dad, the love she had. What was it that got her through it? The love we had for her. What gets us through the trials and fiery trials? Love. That's what matters. That's what counts. That's what counts, and so that's the prelude. That the devotional was the prelude to the to the message,
3: and we'll have
2: the message in just a minute after I play a hymn. This is for everybody in Berean. For the
0: message brother Will do Heavenly Father uh, thank you once again For another opportunity to gather Around the uh, Our cell phones and such And uh, join in this great And wonderful uh, sermon and celebration Of you and your love And and Lord we uh, Ask you please prepare prepare Our hearts and minds to receive this message Tonight and let us Receive it with eager hungry minds And with some Glowing souls, and just bless Bill God and bless his ability and his uh, his uh, speech ability and all that, and uh, help him to to deliver the message as it as you intended to be delivered. And uh, we ask for these things in your name, Heavenly Father, and we thank you so much always for it is in your bright and shining name we pray, Father. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Amen.
2: Thank you, brother. All right. Sure. Uh, I got a kind of a opening declaration I'm gonna make here. And that is this is not gonna be popular or well received message, I don't think. It's I think it's gonna be perceived as controversial at best and likely offensive and opposed by a large contingent of believers who also deeply are immersed and involved in conspiracy theories, because I'm going to touch on some of that. Wow. And uh, I'll put it this way. You know who you are (laughs) out there listening, out there, out there listening. I'm not, I'm not talking directly to people in Berean. I know because we have people listen to this broadcast who aren't even members. And, uh, This is a message I did not desire to preach. To be honest with you, it's a message that I made all kinds of excuses not to have to even deliver it, but God's Holy Spirit impressed upon my heart to preach the message and that I must be obedient because like 1 Samuel 15:22 declares, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken unto the voice of the Lord more than the fat of rams. Now in a closing exhortation and warning to this often quoted passage of scripture in First Samuel I would share the closing exhortation as a biblical warning to those who may be offended and opposed to this message
3: hmm.
2: and that is the scripture statement that says in First Samuel 15 1 Samuel 15 23, it says, As for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is the word, is as iniquity and idolatry, because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected thee Mm -hmm. from being king. The verse in Samuel 15, it makes very clear that King Saul lost the kingship and the blessing of God He lost it, and he was judged by God for what? Disobedience? Yes, but for witchcraft. That's what God looks at rebellion as, witchcraft and and iniquity. Stubbornness is in God's sight, being stubborn. I want my conspiracy theories. I'm going to believe what I want you can go do what you want but I'm going to believe the conspiracy theories over the word of God and God says that's just the same thing as being engaged in sin and iniquity and then he compares he compares those who are stubborn as idolatrous that's really somber warning from God because in the Old Testament when 1st Samuel 15 was written the, the penalty for idolatry was death.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So God is making it very clear what He thinks of stubbornness and rebellion and His and defiance before God. So I would urge all those who may be offended and angry at me for preaching this message, <laughs> if you're out there, you know who you are. I mean, you know. Yeah. Don't risk God applying the the very same judgment from Saul upon you. Mm -hmm. Forsake the witchcraft, forsake the iniquity, forsake the idolatry in which you're engaged in. While there is still time, repent and turn to the Lord in his word. That's what I would urge. In Matthew 24, 4 and 5, and Matthew 24, 11 through 14... I'm just going to read the whole passage in Matthew. And I'm going to. uh, Verse 4, Jesus answered, Take heed that no one deceive you. Many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. They're asking him, when, when's the end? And Jesus says, you're going to see a lot of stuff happen. There are going to be deceivers. they are going to be false prophets. There's are going to be people trying to deceive you. Some people saying they're Christians. Some people involved in these things are, are Christians indeed. I've seen that, watched it. Uh-huh. And Jesus says in verse 7, for nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famine, pestilences. In other words, plagues like the coronavirus. There shall be pestilences, earthquakes in various places. And all these are the beginning of sorrows, Jesus says. Things. Who's the sorrow go to? Lots of, lots of people say the sorrows are referring to everybody who rejects Christ. I think the, the sorrows are, are God's heartbreaking that people reject Jesus Christ. Yeah. You think? You, you, do you think God is happy when people don't accept Christ? No. You think God is happy? I mean, it's you know we talk about the unpardonable sin of blaspheming the Holy Spirit, but let me tell you something. God isn't pleased when somebody turns away from Jesus Christ. Yeah. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and you shall be hated of all nations for my namesake. And then shall many be offended. I talked about people being offended by this message. Jesus says many will be offended. And look what he says. And shall betray one another. And shall hate one another. We're talking about this is happening in the middle of persecution of Christians That's what he's talking about Delivering up you up to be afflicted and kill you And you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake Let me tell you something, persecution's coming folks Everybody's not prepared for what's coming Some of you are prepared Some of you at least got it in your heart To turn to God and ask for strength for what's coming let me tell you something. None of us are prepared for what's coming. And in the whole point of this whole passage of scripture is to get you prepared. Yeah. To get you in a state of prayer where you can pray and prepare. Because the only way you're going to get through anything of what's coming is what you do when you're in the right relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm. Many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many, and because iniquity shall abound there's that word iniquity again. we just saw it in first Samuel fifteen now we're seeing it here in two thousand almost two thousand years later and and uh we're watching it again in Matthew. And Jesus says, because iniquity shall abound, and let me tell you something, if you don't think iniquity is abounding in this society, in this civilization, in this nation, in this country, in this state, in this city, you need to open your eyes. You don't have to. You want to see iniquity abound? Go, go to the bookstore and, and, and see all the porn on the shelves. Don't tell me iniquity is not abounding in this country. Don't tell me there's no iniquity. How many wives have have got up in the dead of night and walked in through the house and, and, and discovered porn on their husband's computers? Iniquity is abounding. It's everywhere. You want, it, you want proof of the iniquity? Look for the shattered lives. Look for the shattered lives. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall grow cold. The word is wax cold. The image is a candle burning down. And there's so much candle that's melted away that it eventually snuffs out the candle and it won't even burn. That's what it means when it says wax cold. And a candle does not burn and it doesn't do anything, does it? Certainly doesn't give light But Jesus then He gives hope he says but he that shall Endure until the end The same shall be Saved what does that mean That means God will give you the strength to get Through it if you turn to him But you got to keep it in your hearts and Mind that you have to endure In other words you have to understand Gods God's God's with you. Christ is with you. He hasn't forsaken you. He hasn't abandoned you. You may feel alone. you may feel isolated. I felt isolated this week. I felt really isolated more than I've ever felt in uh, over almost a decade of online ministry. I felt isolated, but I came to see Christ was with me. Jesus was with me, people into my past that I needed to hear to remind me I wasn't isolated. My wife, dear friends, brethren. Then Jesus says, he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all the nations, and then shall the end come. The gospel is going to be preached. Yep. It, doesn't say the, the, it doesn't say the nations are going to accept the gospel. doesn't say that. It says it's preached as a witness to the nations. God doesn't expect us To lead the whole world Into some giant spiritual awakening A lot of people saying There's going to be this giant spiritual awakening Yes there will be But that's during the great tribulation It's not now We're to preach the gospel As a witness unto the nations what's the what are we asking the nations to witness god's love through jesus christ the gospel calvary redemption salvation the cross in these days they don't want to carry a cross oh the cross they carry is on this nice gold chain and it's around their neck. I'm talking about carrying the cross in someone's life, going going to be crucified for Jesus, laying your life down for the Savior, living for Jesus Christ. That's carrying the cross in a right relationship with Jesus Christ loving each other, caring about each other, praying for each other. And when the trials come and the fiery trials come in, they will come. Don't think it's shocking and a surprise, surprising. I didn't sign up for this. And Jesus will just hold his hands out to you and say, see these scars? I signed up for these scars. I had a sister in Christ tell me she fought cancer, chemo, radiation, misery, suffering, pain, affliction, multiple hospitalizations. You know what she told me? She told me that Christ went to the cross for me. This is the least I can do for him. Fight the cancer for my loved ones. To Fight the cancer. Not to give up. Didn't give up on me. Why should I give up on myself? Mm -hmm. You say, this is an interesting sermon you're giving here. Yeah. What does it have to do with deception and discerning deception? Because that's the name of the sermon. You can't even begin to discern anything. Until you're in a right relationship With Jesus Christ You want to discern deception Stay in God's word You want to be deceived Stop reading God's word Yeah. You know- God's not calling us to be Lone Ranger Christians any more than He's calling us to be to be to rocket science. It's not rocket science. Mm -hmm. You don't need to know fancy equations and 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 do the math and the algebra and the physics and all the rest of it. You don't have to do all that. All you have to do is what Christ said. Mm -hmm. Carry your cross. Walk in the fear of the Lord. Walk in obedience. There is a dire need for spiritual discernment among the true church and body of Christ. Do you know half the churches in America, and we're talking tens of thousands of churches, Freely admit their pastors. Freely admit that half their congregations, half of them, are engaged, involved, invested in conspiracy theories. But oh my
0: gosh!
2: You know what Satan has done? He's used this, this, this paranormal, occultic, conspiracy theory. Uh, society in which we're living, where where conspiracy theories are given equal par with the word of God, and huh. Christians are swallowing it hook, line, and sinker. This this Christmas, Christmas, I received a care package from my staff, and one of the things I received in the care package. Were some fishing lures from an organization called God's Tooth. God's Tooth. It's a Christian fishing uh, tackle group. <laughs> it's 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 just it's a Christian organization. And I looked at this and I said God's Tooth, and I thought of the verse in Scripture where Jesus. Says, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. We're not going to catch anybody unless we're using the word, the right bait. The bait is the word of God. Jesus says some of it falls on stony ground. Some of it falls on fertile ground. Some of it falls on in, in rocky ground. You know the passage oh. I'm talking about referring to. Do. Everybody's Casting the seed Everybody's Trying to get a harvest But you don't, you don't achieve Or accomplish anything unless you're In the right relationship with Christ It's clearly Evident that spiritually based Deception is to be found Everywhere especially inside churches in Christendom is literally infiltrated and infected with the deception disguised as truth and truth, biblical truth rejected in favor of deception, false doctrine and teachings that are satanic counterfeits. Oh my goodness gracious. The counterfeit faith. I had a sister in Christ last night, send me a private chat message. You know what she asked is, So and so a biblical speaker My family's involved With him now They've invested in him Is so and so A biblical speaker Is he somebody I can trust Is he preaching the word of God I said no I'm sorry To say that individual Is new apostolic reformation Yeah and their whole church, the whole church her family goes to now is invested in the NAR. Into the discernment of the pastor and the elders. Really? What's going on behind the scenes where they would join up with false teachers and false prophets and false apostles? Oh. When... From what I could understand in the conversation, uh, she was this was the biblical church. And now it's it's following the counterfeit. The counterfeit. We can we can see and observe this consequence in hundreds of thousands who are ensnared and trapped, not just in the NAR. But in the other satanic deceptions out there, the blasphemous and satanic deceptions, Q and QAnon theology, I've talked about them, them in the past. I touched on yeah. some of their teachings. I touched on some of their doctrines. And everybody thinks, mm-hmm. well, since Q incorrectly predicted the president would, Trump would win the election, that everybody's going to abandon Q now. That isn't what's happened. Q and QAnon have doubled down. And they're still given these Q prophecies and Q drops and all the rest of it. And it's satanic deception and Christians are following it hook, line, and sinker. After all, Q and QAnon, they're in churches. Surely if they weren't right, they wouldn't be in these churches. Really? Where's the discernment? Q and QAnon theology and teachings, which promise secret knowledge and extra-biblical new revelation and truth beyond the scriptures, all attained, according to QAnon, through the conspiracy theories. In Daniel chapter 12, 8 through 10, we receive discernment That in in the last days, in times of severe testing and tribulation, all of us will be tested and purified. That's what it says in Daniel chapter 12, verses 8 through 10. Because discernment comes to reinforce and fortify our faith, our trust in God, our trust and confidence in the Lord Jesus. And it's God's Holy Spirit who gives us the discernment. Because with what? biblical discernment comes godly wisdom and understanding. And this uh-huh. is how we recognize and discern truth from falsehood and our ability to discern lies and liars. Because godly understanding is only given to God's people according to John 16. John 16, but God's Holy Spirit biblical discernment is given to us by the Holy Spirit he is the one who guides us into all truth he is the one who shows us things to come John 16 7 through 15 makes this very certain Jesus Christ The biblical truth found in Jesus Christ shows us, reveals to us things to come, the prophetic, the true prophetic connection, the true prophetic warnings needed to protect and preserve us from being deceived. To protect us from falling away Into heresy and apostasy False doctrines and false Teachings. Our Lord Jesus Knew that as his disciples and Followers we would not Fully understand or comprehend The total scope of the Last days. Jesus knew That. The principles and Guidance associated with the ministry Of God's Holy Spirit. Number One. Christ Jesus through God's Holy Spirit provides the guide to understanding. You want to get true godly understanding through God's Holy Spirit. This is provided by God's Holy Spirit, and this is through Jesus Christ. Remember, Jesus says, "When I get to, when I go back to heaven, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you." I can't. It's not going to happen unless I go back to heaven. That's what Jesus said. The second point. Christ Jesus, through God's Holy Spirit, reveals biblical truth in a gradual and unfolding basis that is always in accord with God's word. There's no new biblical revelations. There's no new uh, uh, Pentecost. There's no new. None of that. You want to find the truth? You want to find understanding? You want to find discernment? Read God's word. Go in there. Christ Jesus, through God's Holy Spirit, shows us that no realm of biblical truth is closed to us so long as we walk in the fear of the Lord and walk in obedience to God's Lord. Word. If you're walking in disobedience and you're not in a right relationship with Jesus, don't ask God's Holy Spirit for discernment. Get your heart right first. Through God's Holy Spirit reveals the guidance provided to us is always in harmony and accord with God's word. Always. It's never contradictory of the Holy Scriptures. God is not going to tell you through God's Holy Spirit to to divorce your wife and marry another woman, and yet that hap- that that's happened on many occasions, In some of these NAR churches said they had a vision. God told them they came back, and they and there's this woman standing there in the front of the ch- the church, and 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 the the pastor literally put his hand on the woman and said, "God told me we're going to serve in ministry together." husband and wife oh. and the people cheered the people cheered at the vision Christ Jesus teaches us through the word of God that yielding and surrendering to the leading guidance and direction of God's Holy Spirit always without exception
3: glorifies
2: God the Father and our Lord Jesus Jesus The Holy Spirit isn't your uh, dictionary. He's not your encyclopedia. The Holy Spirit is not your uh, hobby. He's the third person of the Trinity and he's there to lead, guide, and direct you into truth. You should be in a right relationship with Jesus before you're I mean all kind of spiritual gifts and all this You're doing this for Jesus And that for Jesus And you're actually doing things that are Contradictory of what the Bible teaches As a pastor I am horrified at the level of Devotion that many professing Christians Have to cue And cue anon really and I have even heard some of these Q&Q and, Q and non-Christian followers who profess faith in Jesus turn around and declare that the Q drops, the Q theology, the Q teachings, the Q knowledge and secret knowledge, it's on a par. It's, it's equal to the word of God. It exceeds the word of God. I've heard them say that and that God, the Q drops, the secret knowledge is It's on a par with the word of God. That's utter blasphemy. That's satanic deception at work. Because if if that isn't satanic deception, then I don't have any idea what satanic deception is. There's nothing that equals the word of God. There's nothing more authoritative. There's nothing more inerrant than the word of God. Yeah. and to me it's utter blasphemy and sacrilege Q and QAnon to God's word what we have here is two entities the NAR and Q and QAnon and they're working in conjunction and tandem with each other and the result is satanic deception on levels un unthought of, unprecedented. There's no greater evidence of spiritual deception than these two entities at work. They've literally divided America and divided churches and divided Christians and divided families. And right now, they're dividing families and Christians in America and the nation and and. And and uh, the body of Christ is even infiltrated in many, many aspects. And as a pastor, I assert the only solution is the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom of heaven as a witness to the nations. There are no greater threats to the true church and body of Christ than these false teachings, these false prophets, these false apostles. There's no, no greater threat. The NAR, the New Apostolic Reformation, they have a capacity to spread satanic and demonic deception across the landscape. Unprecedented in the history of 2,000-year history of the true church and body of Christ in professing Christendom. Virtually every denomination has been captured or infiltrated. Wow. The distinction is there are less churches that have not been infiltrated and infected, and they are the exception to the rule, but they are few and far between. Satan and demons and demonic principalities, this is what Ephesians tells us, our spiritual wickedness in high places is evident in both Q and Q none. And And in the new apostolic reformation. And it is in their teachings and doctrines, Jesus refers to, he that endures to the end, Paul tells us in the end, they will not endure sound doctrine. The time will come and people will not endure sound doctrine. And this is what the scripture tells us and Jesus has warned us. It's in their teachings and doctrines. It's evident in their false right. prophets and false apostles and false teachers. And upon examination and careful research, you, you can see they're operating in conjunction and tandem with each other because they refer to each other's teachings. Hundreds yes. of thousands follow Q and Q anon, Millions follow the NAR. There are right now 25,000 to 50,000 churches across the globe that freely admit they're involved with the New Apostolic Reformation. Wow. And curiously, both have escalated in popularity and influence courtesy of the internet, social media, and both curiously use artificial intelligence technology to spread their doctrines across the globe.
3: Yeah.
2: That's a fulfillment in my opinion as a pastor of Daniel 12:4 where it talks about the world of knowledge increasing both offering secret knowledge, knowledge increased, as the scripture says, while running to and fro. The entire world in 2021 is in a frenzy of chaos and total confusion, rushing headlong to the judgment that is the great tribulation. Mm -hmm. And that's on the horizon, my friends, brethren. More than half, more than half of professing Christendom right now is immoral and unrighteous before the living God of heaven. And they freely admit it. Sin mm. and iniquity and lawlessness are indeed, as Matthew 24 tells us, abounding on every hand. Ungodliness, rebellion, defiance are the new normal. The perfect atmosphere has been created for false prophets and false apostles to flourish. And the apostles and prophets of the New Apostolic Reformation, they preach and teach their doctrine of prophetic elimination, which essentially is that the apostles and prophets are the only people who can interpret the scripture oh as God gosh. gives them as God gives them the true understanding. Wow. they are the the biblical principle of the priesthood of the believer is neutralized it's been eradicated it's been obliterated no. but all of this is just the tip of the iceberg I have so much more to cover but I've run out of time yes this this is the confirmation God gave me that I will do a video on this because it's going to be necessary. Yeah, hmm. So, with that said, we'll, we'll close tonight's service, beloved. Pray for Brian. Pray God continues to protect us from false teaching and false doctrine. Pray that God gives discernment. There's a dire need for biblical discernment. Thank you for being here. God bless you. Let's pray. Father God in heaven, we thank you for this time together. We just Mm -hmm. touched the tip of the iceberg, Lord. we we're going to uh, we're going to finish this message lord we're going to re- reiterate it in a video and we ask your blessing on that to come we pray for this fellowship these believers help us to be what we ought to be lord and to follow you help us to love one another lord Help us to be in a right relationship with you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Good night, everybody.
0: Yep, good night, everybody. We love you, and we'll see you next Sunday. Have a great week.